Hi, I'm Jessie Servio-Ortiz, the Managing Director of the Wisconsin Sustainable Business Council and your host for the Sustainability Strategy Summit. This series is really meant to help you see what's going on across Wisconsin and to help you be a better influencer for sustainable change. We want you to break through your barriers and help improve your impact. We want to invite you to join our community as a member and be a part of the movement that's driving sustainable change across Wisconsin. You can find more information at wisconsinsustainability.com. Enjoy the interview. Hi, welcome to the Sustainability Strategy Summit. I'm Jesse, your host, and today's interview is with Teresa Lehman, Director of Sustainability Services for Myron Construction. Thanks for, so much for being here, Teresa. Hi, hi Jesse. Thank you so much for having me. I do really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, this is fun for me just because I feel like you were one of the early superstars in sustainability that um, I met back at the WSBC conference eight years ago, I think now, um, maybe longer. So it's nice to um, have our, our roles evolve and get to get to talk to you in this capacity. So would you share just a little bit with us what your role at Myron is? Sure. So my, my role, um, as you eloquently said, has evolved over the last 20 years um, since sustainability really became a thing within the construction industry. So my role right now, um, my title, I should say, is I am the Director of Sustainable Services for Myron Construction, and our Building Green mission is to lead by example to demonstrate the benefits of the triple bottom line, which means enhancing the health and well-being of people, reducing environmental impacts, and then showing how this can be done in a fiscally responsible way, um, or showing how sustainability positively impacts the bottom line. How we choose to do this is through our corporate culture, uh, through education, and then demonstrating or showcasing practical construction solutions. So my role varies across the company, and it really does overlap with a lot of other roles or departments within Myron. And so if we take a step back, we all know that sustainability um, is not a linear process. It is a journey and it is constantly evolving and it's it's got to connect through other portions of an organization. So for example, um, when I talk about enhancing human health, I work uh, quite closely with our wellness coordinator, Meredith uh, Biacek, to provide education and programming events and initiatives uh, throughout our entire company, whether it's the people in the office or out in the field, and, and those initiatives are focused on the health of our team members. So um, that in itself then starts to overlap with uh, human resources and the benefits that Myron provides that enhances human health. So for example, um, having a wellness center in our corporate office and then providing gym and YMCA membership reimbursements through our regional offices. Um, which again is a benefit for, for our people. And that uh, health then overlaps with the physical building itself, right? So we build buildings, um, that's, that's our core business. So we have to make sure that our buildings reflect our beliefs in how the built environment impacts human health. Um, 
and we just currently completed our, our new Madison, Milwaukee, and Green Bay offices. So I get heavily involved in the design and construction of those, those spaces, which then turns into how do we operate and maintain our facilities in a healthy manner. So I cross over with facilities. Um, from an environmental aspect, I work closely with our construction teams to create and implement plans like construction waste management, construction indoor air quality management plans, and make sure that um, every job site specific erosion and sediment control plan is being put into place. I work with our risk management uh, team uh, across the company to provide environmental related plans and make sure that our job sites are complying with environmental regulations. So that means partnering with the Department of Natural Resources or the EPA. Um, and, and that really encompasses everything from wetlands to hazardous building materials. Uh, and then of course with sustainability being one of Myron's core values, um, that, that really does make up part of our corporate culture. So I create company-wide sustainable initiatives that we follow within all of our offices and job sites. I put out um, e-newsletters that serve as an educational tool or provide resources or identify initiatives and events like volunteer opportunities for um, roadside or neighborhood cleanups or volunteering opportunities like Hack Rock Nature Center. Um, really highlighting Earth Day activities. In fact, our Earth Day is not Earth Day, it's Earth Month, but of course that, that goes throughout the entire year. Mm -hmm. And then Myron is truly invested in sustainability. So we have over 150 lead credentialed professionals. So I'm responsible for making sure that all of the, those people are getting their required continuing education hours. Um, and helping new people that come into our organization earn a lead credential. So I provide monthly educational opportunities um, for everyone. And I also send out a, a lead professional monthly e-newsletter that includes things like webinars, volunteer opportunities, articles, et cetera. Um, and it doesn't just stop there on the educational front. So I also educate our design build partners, our clients, uh, as a lead and well faculty member, I instruct lead and well workshops um, throughout the country, the world actually, um, present to a variety of industry related organizations like AIA, ASHRAE, um, WIDA, all, all sorts of different organizations, as well as um, provide presentations at K through 12 schools and higher educational institutes. Um, I also actively volunteer with national organizations like USGBC, uh, IWBI, and the Center for Active Design, along with local organizations like USGBC Wisconsin, USGBC Iowa, um, of course, Wisconsin Sustainable Business Council. Um, and I'm the overall coordinator for the Focus on Energy Incentive Program. So I help our clients find incentives and grants that are going to help offset any additional costs that they may incorporate to integrate energy efficiency, equipment, systems, technologies, as well as renewable energy into their projects. And I think finally, I'm part of our business development and marketing team. So uh, create the technical content that we put out on our social media sites and um, 
our proposals for various projects, which obviously sustainability is important to a lot of our clients. So, so um, making sure that our clients understand what our sustainable initiatives and goals are. Is there anything you don't do? <laughs> <laughs> right? um, wow. No, but we talked about this. Sustainability is a very, uh, it, again, it's not a linear thing. It is, it's a lifestyle, right? So, so my role is to lead that lifestyle throughout the Myron organization. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I hear that your role is is both customer facing and internal, right? Whereas in some cases, in some organizations, they might have those roles separate, but really you get to be the lifeline, <laughs> um, both internal and external, like you said, the lead by example sort of model. So, you know, I want to ask for a second, you, you talked kind of about that, that customer side and you know, we've seen the built environment industry sort of transform over the years. And I know with the COVID pandemic, there's been more of a focus on the human health side in addition to the environmental footprint. Um, what are, so kind of a two prong question, like what are customers most concerned about when they're either renovating or building new buildings today? And then how and what are the strategies that we deploy to talk about the impact on health, human health in the buildings. Okay. Um, so let's just start off with sustainability means in the built environment today. Yeah. It, and the answer to that is that it can, it can really mean different things to different clients or organizations in that that varies across all the market segments that Myron serves. So, um, the degree or the green, the shade of green also varies across organizations. So for some clients, it can simply mean complying with environmental regulations. For others, it's about waste management and minimizing waste in general. Uh, it, can, it can be about energy efficiency or renewable energies. And, and as you alluded to, it can also mean creating healthy environments. Um, so I'll give you a couple of examples. So I'm, I'm really honored that Green Bay Packaging chose Myron to help them uh, build a new paper machine. And that is one of, that is one organization that really embraces all aspects of sustainability. So the product that they make is corrugated board or cardboard. Um, and so they use recycled cardboard to create new cardboard. So um, they have, so it's a very closed loop, uh, cradle to cradle product that they're creating. Um, and they now with their new um, paper machine, they reduced their carbon emissions 90%. They increased their energy efficiency. They got, uh, I believe like a $1.6 million incentive from Focus on Energy to do this multi-year project. Um, they now have a closed loop uh, water, wastewater system, so they don't draw any water from the Fox River. They don't um, discharge any water into the Fox River. That partnership was created with NEW Green Bay. Um, so, so they really embraced the partnerships of everyone. They created jobs. Um, which is part of the whole sustainable equation. They really 
did a phenomenal job at increasing the overall air quality um, within the Green Bay area and reduce their carbon emissions. So, so that's one client that significantly understands the importance of sustainability and how it impacts every aspect of their, their entire organization. I have other organizations that I'm very proud to have worked with too. So for example, Oshkosh Corporation, their culture is a is literally people first. That's their tagline. So human health is extremely important to them. So when we just um, designed and with Performa and built their new global headquarters in Oshkosh, they chose to go after and use the Fitwell um, green building rating system. And they are among the first in Wisconsin. Uh, they are the first in Wisconsin to achieve a three-star Fitwell certification, which again, that, that rating system is focused around the health and well-being of people. And their biggest client is, is the federal government. And obviously they have a huge Department of Defense um, contracts. And so, so Fitwell aligned really well with what they were trying to do because um, the GSA also uses Fitwell as, as their green building rating system centered on human health. So again, it's going to vary from organization to organization mm -hmm. uh, on on what sustainability means and how they intend to incorporate it. Um, switching completely different gears, uh, Myron is also one of the biggest biodigester builders in the country. So bio-related products um, are renewable energy products and carbon emissions uh, Carbon is, is traded, maybe not so much heavily here in Wisconsin, but throughout the country and throughout the world, um, carbon credits, I should say. So, so as we are building bio-related projects, we get involved with understanding what's happening with those carbon emissions and then who the ultimate end user is of, of the bio-renewable energy. So, so things that we do across a variety of markets um, varies widely. I mean, that's as, that's as simple as I can explain it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's so it's it's unique and it's so similar to sustainability in general, where each company really needs to understand what it means to them, and then you know they're taking it to a new level when they get to you know create a new building and let that building stand as a a stakeholder in their sustainability strategy. And so those examples that you gave are, are really great examples of how there's different approaches to reach similar end goals around sustainability in, in the built environment. Yeah, absolutely. Now, now to answer the second part of your, your question um, in relative to COVID and how how human health has really come to the forefront. So as I say to a lot of people, um, if there is a silver lining in the whole COVID uh, pandemic, it is that people understand the importance of human health and organizations understand the importance of health of their teams. Mm -hmm. And I think people are understanding more and more um, that that in general, um, human beings spend 90% of their time indoors. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. and indoor air quality really significantly impacts people's health. So COVID is is a respiratory um, airborne related disease. And when the COVID pandemic hit, um, Wisconsin had their six week safer at home executive order. Uh, However, Myron was construction was deemed an essential service. So Myron um, continued operations as normal. I wanna say that we were so, so fortunate that Myron's ownership truly believed in sustainability, you know, a long time ago. So we have healthy facilities. We have um, very good ventilation systems in our facilities that comply with the ASHRAE 62 ventilation standards rather than Wisconsin's ventilation standards, which are significantly less. Um, Our facilities, for example, have uh, MERV 13 filtration media, um, which is capable of filtering out small, tiny particulates, uh, such as the COVID-19 particulate. So we never skipped a beat here. Um, And we've been very fortunate that we also put policies into place immediately. We had a COVID task force and we put protocols into place that um, were very much um, behavioral related policies. And then of course, on the operations um, side of things, we put cleaning protocols into place and other things to make sure that there wasn't uh, the spread of COVID within our facilities. So we never had an outbreak in any of our facilities. and we have been back in our facilities the entire time. Um, the only time people were asked to stay home was during that six week safer at home executive order, if they could. Now construction mm-hmm. obviously is a, I mean, you can't build a building from home, right? So, so we really never skipped a beat. Um, we did participate in, in the, somewhat in the creation of the FitWell Viral Response Module and the Well Health and Safety Rating and shared the policies that we immediately put into place. And um, we frankly are now seeking the FitWell Viral Response Module and the Well Health and Safety Rating to once again show that leadership or demonstrate how facilities can truly be healthy and um, productive and enhance the well-being of people. So, so yeah, I mean, health, human health certainly is in the forefront. And there are a lot of big organizations in Wisconsin that still are not back into their facilities yet. And they are trying to create workplace reentry plans. Mm-hmm. So if we do have any listeners out there, I would certainly encourage anyone to utilize the FitWell Viral Response Module and the Well Health and Safety uh, rating as a framework, even if you're not seeking certification, um, t- to get your facilities into the health shape, if you will, mm-hmm. where people will feel like your feel and know your workspaces are healthy and safe to come back to, mm-hmm. um, and we can certainly provide the links mm-hmm. to that in um, right in the, in the chat area. Uh, yep. 
Yeah. yeah. I will yeah. include that in the email for folks to get out. So th- that's all really great. So what are, you know, what are some businesses doing that? So again, kind of, um, a twofold question around this, but if they're not building a new building, you know, what can they do to increase the health and sustainability of their buildings? And then how might that vary say from a manufacturer to, a a service provider. So I'm just going to use the well and fit well uh, framework because those okay. are those are straightforward um, requirements. Um, fit well and well are both designed around the health and well-being of people. They have three, if I could say, equal buckets of requirements. So the first third of it is literally about the the HR benefits um, or, or how to shape the behaviors of how people are acting. It, it can vary everything from um, a breakout plan of what happens when there is a breakout or, or if you have to quarantine, how do you do that, to um, providing flexible work hours because as we've learned through this pandemic, um, when schools shut down, daycare centers shut down, what do parents do with their children, um, which is all part of this. And when parents are stressed out and they're coming to work and they can't, you know, they're so worried about what's happening at home, they're not focused on their job, they're not being productive. Mm-hmm. So there has to be some flexibility. So I I know, so we have to think about human health or, or at least the six dimensions of wellness um, so mental and emotional health is just as important as physical health. And so you're really trying to encompass creating policies and protocols and plans that support all of those things. The other third of the things are HR, or I'm sorry, operational and maintenance related policies and plans. So like cleaning plans, disinfecting plans, air filtration plans, um, the tune-up of your HVAC system primarily obviously focused on the ventilation side. Those are all things, you know, build, existing buildings have ventilation systems. So what can you do or tweak? How can you incorporate that MERV 13 filtration? Or, or if you have existing systems and it's not up to, up to today's standards, can you add on certain things or plan for when my equipment reaches the end of its useful life and has to be replaced? How are we going to replace our air handling units, et cetera? Um, so that, those are framework. So two thirds of both frameworks are policy planning related. So whether it's a manufacturing facility or an office building or a K through 12 school, there's many things that you can do without actually touching your physical building. And then of course, the other third or the remaining third of it is actually your physical building. So um, if schools, for example, are doing a retrofit and they need to replace their windows, let's think about putting operable windows in where we can bring in fresh air and, and make sure that we have that natural ventilation system going. There are super simple things that we can do like bringing in air purifying plants into office spaces or um, into K 
through 12 schools or healthcare facilities. So there's a wide variety of strategies. Um, and then of course we can get into more mechanical related systems like um, UV sanitation and ionization systems to really make sure that that, that indoor air quality is maintaining um, a very high level. Mm-hmm. And, and, and of course, as we're talking about maybe retrofits or renovations or even new construction, selecting building materials that don't contain chemicals or volatile organic compounds, so they're zero emitting. So any of your finishes, whether it's paints, coatings, adhesives, sealants, um, anything that, that's going to contribute to the overall health of indoor air quality is really important. And so again, if, if there's a silver lining within COVID, it is literally that, that people care about human health. People are being placed at the center of design, construction, and operation of facilities. This might sound like a silly question, but it's, it's coming up for me. So my assumption is that, you know, when you're making these upgrades to filtration system and HVAC systems that the technology advances with the times and therefore it's a twofold approach, right? Like you get to increase the efficiency of the system at the same time you're increasing the health of the space or the air of the space. Is that a true it. assumption? Okay. That is a, yep, that's exactly true. Okay. Uh, so technology does change. Um, the overall efficiency of systems is changing. So yeah, certainly it, it's going to hit both the energy side as well as the human health side of things. Yeah. So win-win. That's great. It, it is. And the good news is a lot of these systems um, and equipment can be offset if there is an, as a premium, if there's a slight premium for energy efficiency systems, it can be offset by the focus on energy incentive programs um, that all customers, whether it's industrial or commercial or government facilities can all take advantage. Um, even residential projects can take advantage of those incentive programs. Mm-hmm. So there really should be um, a very minimal cost if, and there shouldn't even be a premium associated with high energy efficiency systems. Um, And then in terms of selecting materials that don't contain hazardous chemicals or VOCs, um, they don't cost more than chemically laden products. Uh, You just have to be able to trust your team and make sure that they're selecting the healthy materials. Right. And vocalize that that's important to whoever's helping you or helping pick those things out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Are there other technologies today making sustainability kind of overall more accessible for buildings or any emerging trends that um, you kind of got your eye on? From a technology standpoint, um, you know, really with COVID, the the focus has been on indoor air quality. So you're seeing a lot of, like I said, the UV systems or the ion uh, ionization systems. Um, technologies are coming into place, air purifiers, those types of technologies. Uh, from a sustainability standpoint, I mean, there's always new and emerging um, materials and systems and technologies, especially as it relates to building control systems, automation systems, um, 
there's materials that capture carbon. There's definitely so many cool products out there right now. And, and again, they don't have the cost premium that everyone is um, concerned about and, and rightfully so. And, and is that because they I, used to? Do they used to have more of a premium? And again, today it's kind of more that it's balanced they did. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they used to back, you know, mm-hmm. a couple years ago um, when sustainability first came into the marketplace. Um, certainly there was a huge premium, um, but today there really isn't. So, so it's just being educated and informing clients um, to a point that they are able to make well-informed decisions. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Right. Um, let's see. So, okay, we've talked about so much <laughs> different mm-hmm. things here. You know, part of this overall series in terms of, you know, uh, sustainability strategy is, is to help sustainability practitioners see themselves as influencers. And that's definitely, um, you know, a label I give to you. I think you've been an influencer at this for, for many, many years. Is there any advice that you have or anything you would say to sustainability professionals out there about how to build their case and influence, um, you know, maybe it's a leader in their organization or just get buy-in in general for uh, sustainability or, um, you know, human health advancements? Yeah, so every organization has values. Every organization has drivers. Every organization is exists for a purpose. So understanding what those things are and figuring out a way for sustainability, um, whether it's strategies, equipment, policies, um, green cleaning plans to support what those drivers or goals of organizations are um, Mm -hmm. to support their mission. They can all help to build that business case. So um, I think one of the key things that over my career I have done is I tried to make sure that every single sustainable thing I've done has been practical for the client and that it has been cost effective. And if that means my client is interested in energy efficiency, I am doing my absolute best to make sure that the team works towards that goal collaboratively rather than in silos. And if there is a premium to find those incentives and those grants to offset the cost, I mean, when sustainability becomes a cost-neutral thing, it's a no-brainer for any organization. And if you're able to demonstrate the benefits, um, so for example, life cycle cost analysis, you're able to show the operational savings of a high-efficiency system, or you're able to show the return on investment or the payback period for a renewable energy system, and you're finding those grants and incentives to offset it, you you really are helping your client become educated. And and I promise every single person who is educated will make well-informed decisions. Mm -hmm. And and if health is important um, or attracting and retaining people or increasing productivity, sustainability supports 
all of those benefits. Mm -hmm. So it's just a matter of explaining what it is you're doing, um, starting with how it supports their overall mission or goals or drivers, um, demonstrating solutions and demonstrating the benefits of the solutions. Yeah. That's really, really great advice. I appreciate that. Um, you know, we're, we're close to time here. I just wonder if there's any last things you want to share, any upcoming projects that you're really excited about that you want to um, take a few moments to share about. Yeah, so I, I really am super excited that Myron's ownership truly believes in sustainability. Like I said, all, all of our offices that we own or lease for 10 years or longer, which is six of the seven offices we currently have are not only LEED certified, but are now all seven are going to pursue the FitWell viral response and the well health and safety rating. And frankly, I don't know any organization right now that has triple certifications on all of their facilities. So I just really am excited that Myron is taking this leadership position. I'm, I'm thankful to the, the ownership of Myron for supporting sustainability and wanting to be that leader and demonstrate um, that that those three certifications can actually be practical solutions that demonstrate benefits of the triple bottom line. And full circle to where we started, right? Walk your yeah. talk. <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. Walk your talk. <laughs> Oh, great. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Teresa. I really appreciate you being here and sharing your insights with us. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Jesse, for having me. I, I really do appreciate it. And I appreciate all of the people in the audience who are taking the time to listen. So mm -hmm. hope you guys are having a great summer and we'll talk again soon. Great. Thank you so much for being here. I want to remind you that you are powerful and you have the ability to make the change that you want to see in the world. Trust in yourself, believe in yourself, find a great mentor, whatever you need to be the change agent you are meant to be. I also want to invite you to be a member of our community. If you are not already a Wisconsin Sustainable Business Council member, I invite you to join our community to learn, to measure and improve, and to connect with your community, with the other changemakers across Wisconsin pioneering change. You can find us at wisconsinsustainability.com. Thanks again for listening. If there's anything we can support you with, please reach out.